0: AI Stories. Your daily dose of creative madness. AI-generated tales, text, voice and music. Taking your kid to sleep or just need some inspiration? AI Stories. Make sure no listener suffers from schizophrenia, epilepsy or any other disease that might be affected by the audio content. Also make sure to preview such content before showcasing it to minors. Once upon a time, in a far far away land, right upon the land of no return, there lurked a tribe of people who did things differently. These men were called the Vile and they were the only people in existence who could wield magic. Not even Dragons could touch them in the way they can touch any other creature, and they were feared not just for what they could do, but where they did it. It was whispered that the Vilodmoors lived in the Dark Lands, and that many Moors were involved in a terrible war against two races, the Vilod and the Sodnils. The Moors could only be destroyed when they touched each other, a battle that would inevitably begin with the Sodnils losing. With the end of their war and the death of their leader Tors, the Vilodmoors retreated to their world, The world they lived on was a very cold and harsh place, but they knew it was a place they would not change, and they were confident that they would be able to survive there. The Viles were also a very proud and arrogant people. As they looked back, they were extremely proud of defeating the Necromancer and their brother, and believed that they had beaten the other great races. They were a proud and strong people, and their pride was quite large. Their leadership had already proven that they would not be intimidated, and that is what they saw as their strongest trait. A vile lot is also an exceptionally strong fighter, and many warriors are viles in training. They are also very smart, and are a lot like their leaders. You are welcome to stay, we will be more than happy to trade our precious time with you, said a vile lot to a man they had enslaved. Vile lot are intelligent beings, and are known for they will always use tactics to gain an advantage, and to make sure that others are slaves. They have no emotions, they know nothing of empathy. So they will do anything to be free. I will show them my mercy, and they will submit," said the vile while giving a man the strike of her claw. The man then died, and his screams of agony were heard far away by others. They love to laugh, and make smart jokes at the highest level. They are proud and strong. As their leader stated, they are known for they will always use tactics to obtain an advantage, they use a lot of strategies to achieve their goal. They care what other people think, and will often argue with others if they don't agree with them. They are very good at killing and fighting, and will often kill while wearing their masks. They prefer fighting in groups and they have no problem with people using deadly force to defend themselves, but will make sure a fight is in their favor. They also prefer to work with humans instead of against them. They tend to be good at using teamwork, and have a lot of potential. The vile is extremely good at manipulation. When someone speaks bad of them they will instantly start attacking. In combat they cannot be stunned or knocked down, although they can get hit and be damaged by some special abilities. The Vile cannot be affected by buffs or trinkets while they are dead, as they cannot be distracted. The same applies to other abilities too. The Vile attacks do a lot of damage, but can be interrupted by ranged attacks. On one special day, a faraway Northern Tribe the Logomorches summoned them to their lands to aid them in their war against the Crows, an organization of human warlords, who were threatening to take over the area for unknown reasons. The Viles, knowing that the Logomortias will never give them peace, attacked every group they came up against in hopes to get the best of any fight as soon as possible. During this fight, as the Logomors were distracted and the vials were killed, only the head of the Logomorsias and perhaps a few of his own members of the Logomorches were able to survive the fight and escape. This allowed the tribe to take advantage of the chaos created as the Logomorsias were scattered, so that it would be hard to hunt them later on. Somewhere after the destruction of the Logomorsias, as there would be much work to be done, a young boy called Nergal, the most gifted of Logo Morshes, led the group into a new world. He rebuilt the Logo Morshes, named after his original tribe, using the resources of an old jungle temple. When the tribe were attacked, he, along with the rest of the tribe, was taken by the monsters of the jungle, the Black Skulls. Nergal fought them off, but was injured in battle, due to a lightning strike and was forced to fight for the helm of the Morshes, once more. Nergal then gave his eternity to fight at the side of his new tribe to help protect the people of Nergal's tribe against the enemies that were trying to stop them. And so, Nergal, the most learned of Morshes, was able to defeat both the Black Skulls and the monsters of the jungle, and save the world. By the time he'd finished it, He had learned even more than he'd discovered, and he was able to use this knowledge to form the Last Stand of the Nergal and The Last Stand of the Morshas. After the destruction of the Four Elements, the survivors came together as one, and set their plans into motion towards rebuilding themselves. With the return of the Three Dragons, the newly formed Grand Order of the Morshas came to power with the former Grand Elder of the Morshes presiding over it. For a time, it seemed as though the new Morshes would be able to withstand the threat of the Dragon Empire until the Three Dragons were able to destroy the Grand Order by themselves and thus began the Second Age of History. From this moment on, the Morshes were unable to recover. By this time, the Three Dragons were finally slain after nearly a millennium, but one of the Three Dragons, the one named Astaroth, refused to give them up. After many years of battling, the Four Elements were finally freed from this tyrant, and united again. The Third Age During the Third Age, the New Morshes returned home from their new role in the world, where they began to build and rebuild. As the Morshas returned to life, they brought the power of the Dragons with them to protect their new home as they did for the last stand of the Morshas. the first time. Astaroth did not leave Morsk or Morshal for a while, and as the Dragon began to prepare for battle, he left a gift of peace to the people of Morskosk in the form of a beautiful pearl. This pearl would be the Jewel of Morsk, forever representing Morsk's future as the City of Dragons, A few months later, when war was imminent, the people began to fight. The dragon decided it was time to take a stand. He created a massive dragon, much larger than the rest. When it came into its own, it destroyed the entire region of Morskosk and the entire kingdom it was built upon. The new emperor immediately set out with another army to conquer Morsk, The Dragon destroyed a large portion of Morskois, and a few months more later, it was time for another onslaught. To this day, there are still the remnants of that ancient Dragon that has yet to be destroyed, although it has been weakened tremendously. It was eventually defeated and destroyed in this battle, but due to the great length of time it spent in the Earth, its strength wasn't fully destroyed. The Dragon's power had become great, and that's why it was one of the most feared of ancient dragons. The Emperor wasn't able to live long enough to see the day it was finally destroyed. Only the death of its first child, the one which it loved dearly and cared for. His firstborn son, known as Sarana the Young, was a dragon who died in the battle. The Battle of Morskois. The battle lasted for a year, but finally, the dragon was finally defeated. A great army of dragon knights, archers, and riders arrived from the north to help the defenders of Morskois. These dragons ranged from 6 to 8 feet tall, and their skin was blue that could even be seen from far away. At the Battle of Morskois, King Edwire, his sons, and his allies were all slain, and the dragons retreated as much as they could. At last, the forces of the dragon were vanquished, But this victory was only temporary, as the dragons soon began to come back to Morskoys, ready to exact their revenge. At first there were only a few dragons that came to meet the armies of the dragon, but as time went on, the battles became more and more difficult. Many were killed, some of the most famous being, Sothorios, the Green Dragon, the Red Dragon, the Black Dragon, the Black Knight and the Black Emperor. The Night of Moors, War of the Dragon For many years, the forces of the dragon had been slowly growing and encroaching on the lands of Morskois. Many of the dragons lived in close quarters, and many even began to share the land with humans. After about 150 years of conflict, the dragons began fighting one another. Soon, the wars of the kingdom were so great that the dragons began to destroy one another. One dragon would bring down the war, while the other would bring it back. With the rise of such legendary warriors as the legendary dragon, Morskog, the conflict came to an end. With the defeat of the first dragon, the dragons started the ritual known as the Binding to ensure their unity and harmony. The First Human Dragon Lphraxis, the first human dragon, was the leader of the first human dragon race. He and his first wife, Hylia, took the city of Kvatch with them when they left to find new locations to live. After they settled down in Kvatch, Morskog would often visit them in the woods. Lephraxis would often say that he had never seen such beauty around his city. One day, Lephraxis and Hylia noticed a large green dragon, Lilith, swooping down to a clearing in the forest. Lephraxis was amazed at the sight and told his wife to run towards the dragon, but Hylia was frightened by this and told Lephraxis to leave her alone. Lephraxis continued to run, but he saw a woman coming with the dragon he was following. After he and his wife arrived she said that it was not her and that it was Lilith. Hylia took the dragon before them, and would later carry him off into the mountains, Lephraxis the first human Dragon lived for a long time. When Lephraxis found the Dragon of Hylia, who had given Hylia the power of life and death she had known since she was a child, the young Dragon would become Hylia's mentor. As a small Dragon he was very friendly with his young master and would come up with many interesting theories about magic. Only years later, Hylia encountered the young Dragon and Lilith. Hylia knew that it was Lilith that was haunting her and so she sought the Dragon to help her learn how to control the world. The Dragon took Hylia into the land of the dead. When she returned to Lilith after a long time, she found the Goddess dead, the world in a state of chaos and she began a search for a new master. Lilith asked Hylia to teach her the art of manipulation, and Hylia had one of the worlds most powerful sorcerers to help her accomplish her wish. Together, they forged an alliance and made a living in the Land of the Dead. But when the Land of the Dead began to decay, they found themselves in a world under attack by creatures that they had not encountered before. Lilith revealed to Hylia that her powers could only be used as a weapon after Hylia mastered the use of her eyesight. When Hylia had her training completed, Lilith returned to the Land of the Dead, where she helped Hylia defeat the evil forces of Themis, to find the source of all evil. But as she returned to the land, she realized that she was in danger again. Lilith continued to seek the source of evil, and returned to Hylia where she found Hylia in her coffin, unable to wake up. Hylia's state revealed that something strange was happening to her body that did not seem to be humanly possible. As she had struggled to move, she noticed a giant shadow at the bottom of the tomb below her. Seeing the ghostly figure from before, Lilith realized that the Shadows of the Dead were coming back to life and trying to take over her body too.